Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy V. And this is Talk Your Truth. Back at it again like we never left. Um, thank you for tuning in. It's been a blessing. We're over 1,400 listens now on the podcast with no actual advertising. So that's crazy. I'm not going to do advertising later on this year. It's just been crazy with everything with COVID and my son. But um, I just wanted to get this episode out here quickly. I know this just happened recently. I'm recording this actually Wednesday, March 17th. So whenever you're listening to this, thank you for tuning in first and foremost. Pray for nothing but blessings for you, for those who are connected to your family and everybody that you love. And thank you for tuning in once again. But I wanted to talk very briefly about the Atlanta Massage Parlor shooting that took place yesterday on the 16th of March. And... And in my opinion, the resurfacing of racism towards Asian Americans. I want to I use that term resurfacing loosely because it's always been there. That prejudice and racism has always been there against a lot of minorities. But specifically, this episode is about what just transpired against Asian American people yesterday and the history of it here in America. So just to recap what happened, eight people were killed, six of whom were Asian at three different locations for massage parlors down in the greater Atlanta area. And the assailant was a 21-year-old white man. He was captured 150 miles away from the scene of the crimes. This is all per the New York Times. When I first got this notification, I turned on my television, looked at YouTube, watched Morning Joe on MSNBC. I saw the development, looked through Google on my phone, and I was just like, bro, what happened? Like, another one? And you know, it, it's sad to really have that reaction or feel that way, but it's just like, there's another one. And another one. And another one. This multiple casualties I would put in the same vein as a mass shooting. Not on the same scale because the people were not all in one area, but still multitude of killings of individuals spanning a few minutes or even hours. So another one, and at this point, it's for me, the the another one really comes down to the, the dreadful another one is Another person got killed by police officers. Or another person chose to shoot up a Walmart in Texas. Or a movie theater in Colorado. Or elementary school. Or a nightclub in Florida. Or a country concert in Nevada. And now at massage parlors in Atlanta. or uh, assisted living out in San Bernardino. It's dreadful. It is an entirely too excessive, in my opinion. For me, what I think this means, this, this, indiv- this individual incident that This is just a continuation 
as to the racism that has been and the prejudice that the Asian American community has been handed and been given. It's not it's not like they asked for it, but they've been given it forcefully. There have been three thousand, almost four thousand, thirty eight hundred to be exact, reported. Now that's thirty eight hundred reported hate related crimes and or incidents targeting Asian Americans since March of last year. We're in 2021 now, so that's exactly 365 days from today in the past, almost 4,000 reported incidents. Is it, is it a matter of coincidence? I don't think so. Because that combined with Jeremy Lin, NBA player who's in the G League, being called coronavirus by another G League player in the middle of a game that's being internally investigated by the NBA. And then the past racist depictions of Asian Americans here in America. I'm going to release an episode soon about the Dr. Seuss um, fiasco as well as Pepe Le Pew, but specifically with Dr. Seuss's depictions of the stereotypical, dated, extremely derogatory image of an Asian American person. Um, the internment camps that were present here in America for Asian Americans, similar to that to, you know, what Germany did in the Nazi camps. Because of American paranoia and racism, and prejudice and in the media and film with, and that's not just these, those things right there, the, the Dr. Seuss depictions, the internment camps and in the media, the internment camps have reared their head in another way. Now with the children and the families that Biden is still keeping captive. Let's just be honest. I'm going to call a spade a spade. I was really harsh when Trump was doing it and, and separating the families and keeping kids in cages. Biden has not released them. So the internment camps have just changed form because you still are keeping people against their will when they may or may not be seeking asylum, keeping them captive is unacceptable. The media, the depictions in film and movies and television, somebody acting a particular way, using a particular vernacular or articulating a certain way with a twang in their voice or being exaggerated, being an exaggerated form of who they are. To me, that dates back to black people being in blackface or not being in blackface, but having to act that way for humor. One of my favorite comedians is Joe Coy and he's done it done the stereotypical asian voice talked about the stereotypical asian things but i listened to him talk about his culture his people how he appreciates it what it means to him and even if some depictions of them are negative i still think and i listen i'm like you know what let me listen to this person let me have or try to have some type of understanding for them and what they go through. I don't occupy that place. I'm a black man here in America. I don't occupy the same space in which they do. So I need to do what I try and do whenever I see anyone, not just Asian Americans or other minorities, is when I see somebody that I don't know 
even as for a brief stint, I just practice this all in all. Like if this is a person at Walmart or Target, or if it's a person that I'm help I'm dealing business with when it comes to work, or like with my son, and he asks me questions about how to deal with certain people, especially if they don't like you, nor do they look like you, and they think that you should do what they want you to do. I I acknowledge first I acknowledge and I, I see that person. Obviously, I have to look at them or hear them in some manner. But then I, I as soon as shortly after that, I acknowledge their presence in my mind and I try and respect them as individuals, whether you're wearing a MAGA hat or have a Confederate shirt with camo on it on your I mean, I might not talk to you, you know, but I'm still going to respect you. I'm not going to, you know, make it known that I have distaste for something that you may be wearing or what you may, may believe in that you're trying to, you know, show on your clothing or what have you. And then this is where my thinking comes in. I, I try to have some sense of a understanding or get some sense of understanding as to who that person is or why the way that they are the way they are. Not to decipher to see if they're right or wrong, but really just to see their humanity. Because if I see you, I respect you as an individual. I acknowledge your presence, whether I agree with whatever you're doing or not. And then I try to understand you. I'm respecting your humanity. So since last year, COVID, you know, ran rampant, started really in March. That's when we started working from home here in America and the restrictions came down. Obviously, they're a lot looser now, the vaccines out and things like that. But March 2020 is really when things like kicked up in regards to restrictions, working from home and the constant the, the state of paranoia that would become consistent really started to come into play in its normal day-to-day lives for a lot of people in March of last year. So if there have been 4,000, I'm just going to say 4,000, because give or take a few hundred that haven't been reported for these hate crimes or hate-related incidents, it's been more than 3,800. I know there have been. that Some of which that people haven't, you know, they're just like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to cause any further issues. It's this, I know that this happens a lot where people who are victims of something or an attack has been made or something's going on with them personally, they don't want any extra added attention. I know I had a few friends in college who had some, um, had, they were assaulted, sexually assaulted by men and some of which chose to stay quiet. I didn't understand nor did I, believe that was correct, but I did not occupy her space. The friends that told me that I did not occupy their space. It's not my decision to tell anybody else what they should do in reaction to a situation that they're in by themselves, even if I'm supporting them. So in this instance, I believe that there are more than 3,800 reported, of course, because you have those people that want dead or quiet. They don't want to deal with it. And they just want to move forward. They may they may not even want to deal with it. They just may want to move forward. But so since March, 
G League player being called coronavirus. I play online video games. I hear a whole bunch of hard R's, racial epithets. See a lot of um, clan tags or anything like that that speak to the last presidential administration here in America. Echoing their beliefs. It's not surprising. If you're if you're surprised, this is the thing I don't understand about like mainstream media when it comes to like even your MSNBCs or Fox or, or CNN or anything. The state of surprise or remorse or empathy or sympathy that's conveyed in these media outlet like you know these videos on YouTube or even if it's live, it's just like. Why are you surprised? I know when everything was going on last summer in regards to Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, I wasn't surprised. I was disgusted. Definitely disgusted and definitely pissed and frustrated, but I wasn't surprised. Because I I think that I can speak for a lot of people, whether it be men, women, LBGT people. It shouldn't be surprising when these media outlets finally get a glimpse into the world in which one of us live in. If you're an African-American person, I can solely speak of that because I am one. When something like George Floyd or Breonna Taylor happens... And then Ahmaud, I mean, Ahmaud Aubrey before that, and Jacob Blake after that. And everybody's so surprised and everybody's so shocked. This is, you're finally getting a, a glimpse or, or a peek into the window in which our existence is in lies. So I'm sure there are a lot of Asian Americans that are just like, they're disgusted, they're frustrated, but they aren't surprised. Because I said internment camps. Internment camps are old. They're old. Like it, it happened such a long time ago and for it to still be happening now, like I don't understand why people don't understand that they had Japanese internment camps for World War II here in America. Right here in this country. World War II was how long ago? I'm even gonna look it up. I mean, I, I, on the top of my head, I don't really, I can't remember. But was it was it are we so are we so far removed to not believe that's such a long time ago? I'm blessed to have two grandparents in their upper 70s. One's in their 80s, and they can remember Jim Crow. Remember being the daughter of a sharecropper. So it's not that far removed. Not at all. So I just don't understand. But this has been brewing, much like other racial or social issues that people choose to live in ignorance of, in my opinion. 
it didn't really become a huge thing until the Me Too movement. But women have been dealing with those issues for centuries. Day in, day out, minute by minute, hour by hour. And it really just came to a helm because of Harvey Weinstein. It's been happening forever. It's about damn time. But women women knew that. Within the women's circles, I know they already knew that. But a lot of people, specifically men, just tro- chose not to acknowledge it. Not to see it, not to respect it, not to acknowledge it, nor to try to understand it. Last summer with Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Jacob Blake and Ahmaud Aubrey. What black person was really surprised? As somebody who's been in interracial relationships in the past, I know that's something that always comes up in people's minds. Like, do you have to be quote unquote woke or do you have to always be around like your ethnicity, your type of people or whatever like that? If you're black or you are, can you only be tapped into these issues if you're in a black neighborhood dating black, you know, all these different types of things black. I can only speak to that because I'm not another minority. Being in an interracial relationship I was in college. I was dating a biracial person, and then I dated. I have dated interracially as well. Back in high school, I dated Hispanic people, Hispanic women, and even still, I still had a sense of self. Woke, quote unquote, not whatever that fucking term is or whatever. Um, I still, I was still pissed. Still disgusted, still had a distaste and disdain for the, the the justice system that continues to incarcerate and demonize minorities here in America, but not give justice. Looks like that blind justice, blindfold has been lifted, or at least an eye has been uncovered. So I don't believe that you have to necessarily be someone that is solely for in your community at all times to understand what your community is enduring and what's going on. The LGBT community from the F word used to be on television all the time. The, the British word for cigarette. I'm not going to say it on the air. How they were, how how LGBT people were 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 not represented on television. It was always insinuated. No true expression was really shown like that to show the humanity and in, in who those people are, just like us, individuals, people, living, breathing, working, beautiful people. Didn't have the dignity nor the respect to be shown. Let alone let their love be shown on television. And most recently, because of this title that you see and that you clicked on, Asian American people. The Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, 
LBGT community, Asian American community, and the Hispanic community all some minority in some form or fashion. My question is, why is violence always the option with someone in this country that doesn't look like any of those people that I just said has intolerance or ignorance to something? Why? Why can't we just look at each other and not get pissed if we're not doing the same thing? When this 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 is this is I actually talked to my mom about this earlier. I talked to a very close friend of mine, um, my best friend actually, Chris, about this earlier. And he, he told me what someone he knows talked about when it came to will this supersede like it wasn't Chris because Chris my boy didn't my boy did not did not echo this but he would like someone he spoke to echoed it to him and asked him just asked that question a rhetorical question of course is any of these movements me too if it, if there becomes an Asian Lives Matter I don't know will it take away from something like a Black Lives Matter or anything like that. And not to get down that rabbit hole, my, my response to that was, and this is, I mean, I'm going to keep talking a little bit, but my last, my last word, I'm going to start implementing last words before episodes are actually done. But the last word is really to just get you to think what you, what you, what do you think? And while I want to see if I can start up a forum for last word to see responses and then respond to them in a podcast episode, that'd be Amazing. So I'm going to look into that. But the last word for this one is really, if that were the case, to take away from a particular movement or what have you, at what point, not only here in America, but in Myanmar, I'll do an episode on that as well. I've been definitely paying attention to what's going on over there with the coup and the government and killing the protesters. But everywhere in the world as well as here in America, at what point does the pleading, the yearning, the crying, simply for your humanity be to be acknowledged, when will that come to pass? When will a woman not have to think that she's a woman? Not saying there's anything wrong, like you shouldn't. But when do you, when, at what point, when will a woman not even have to be like hyper aware of themselves and simply be treated as a human being in which she is? Or an African American person not have to plead for their life? And be treated with the dignity and respect that they've been wanting and pleading for since 1619. When will an Asian person not be associated not only with coronavirus, but with the H1N1 
as well. And all the other negative depictions or stereotypes for Asian American Asian Americans that are here running rampant in America. When will the humanity be acknowledged between all of us? There is one thing that I can say, and I'm not. I'm, this is not to blame. And I, I specifically did not go into the shooter, the 21, 21 year old who did this. He is a white man. I'm recording this, in my opinion, at the best time. I don't believe his political affiliation, party affiliation, matters. Because whenever you start killing somebody, that's when politics exits. It may have ushered in the room. It may have ushered whatever was going to happen into the room. But politics slides its way out right before that happens. I know that Black Lives Matter have been called and depicted as terrorist group. The Me Too movement grabbing by the rapists, drug dealers. They're sending the worst of the worst as far in regards to the Hispanic community and Latin speaking countries. Very nil and minimal conversation in regards to the LGBT community and Kung flu, China virus. These all, all of those things can be attributed to one person, but the one person is not the sole source. That's a mindset, a way of thought. And words have power. Words do have power. They had power when Black Lives Matter protests and protesters, specifically that of LBGT community members being hunted down after Black Lives Matter protests last summer. Words had power prior to January 6th here in America with the coup and the attack on the Capitol, my last episode. Be mindful of what you do. Be mindful of what you say. It's not PC to be respectful. It's not PC to treat someone as a human. Just because they don't act like you, listen to the same music as you, or wear their clothes the same as you. None of us are right. All of us have something to bring. The last word is, how will you acknowledge humanity for those that do not belong to the community in which you do? And will you treat them how you want them to treat you? I've been V. This has been Talk Your Truth. I love y'all, each and every one of you. It can be one person listening 1,400 times, or it can be 1,400 people listening one time. This is a blessing. This is an honor to be here on this microphone for, for you guys to be on the other end of these speakers.
you made it this far. I know this episode was a little short, but thank you very much. I'll look into the forum as well. LTXTYT at gmail.com for any questions before the forum opens. Any comments? If you have something that may, a, de- a deferring opinion than that of mine, send it over. LTXTYT at gmail.com. Send it over. I'd love to discuss it with you. We're all human. We're all trying to strive towards something more. We're all trying to be and gain some semblance of humanity and happiness. There's too much BS in the world right now, and we need to cling to it. Live your life. Continue to be great. And let everybody else be great as well. I love y'all. I'm out. Last thing, last thing. I, I didn't mention this in in the original recording, so I'm going to edit this in afterwards. So it's probably going to come right after I said I'm out. But I read a book a few years ago. It's called We Gonna Be All Right. I believe it's um, Ari Chung, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a very interesting book. He He talked about African-American people, the plight of African-American people, what goes on within the community. It's Jeff Chang. My apologies. Jeff Chang was the author. It's a fantastic read. Very short. If you want to understand somewhat, have a somewhat of an understanding as the Asian-American community, specifically that of the Japanese-American community that um, Jeff talks about in this book, Definitely look on Amazon. Definitely look into it. I read it, and it was really just a page turner. It was it was wildly interesting. And in the book, three quarters of the book is talking about instances like your your um, Eric Garner, your Freddie Gray, your Emmett Till, Sandra Bland. What happens? Tamir Rice. All the countless names that we have lost. It took. It came out a few years ago. I want to say 2016, 2017 fantastic novel so three quarters of the book is about that the african-american plight and struggle here in america and the title of it is we gonna be all right notes on race and resegregation fantastic book in my opinion on barnes and noble has a 4.7 out of five star rating uh, Goodreads is 4.3, and then Audible.com is 4.5. Very, very good. Jeff Chang is a fan- fantastic author. So the, for the three quarters of the book, it's speaking solely about African-American people in, a, in the space in which we occupy, in the struggle in which we've had since 1619 up until the late 2000s in the 20-teens. But the last quarter of the book, to me, was the most eye-opening. It it, it wasn't even the most eye-opening. I, my apologies. It was the most heart-opening and mind-opening because how, how it was genius how he how he wrote it and how he webbed everything together. In the book, he depicts everything about African-American people. The last quarter, it was almost – I couldn't even notice it, but he it just transitioned so well into talking about – Asian American people, the space in which they occupy, and the racism and prejudice in which they encounter day in and day out. And it was as if I was reading it in the same conscious 
voice as I was reading the previous three quarters of the book. And it was beautifully written, like I said. And it drew a lot of, it, it made me draw a lot of comparisons between the plight of African American people here in America and the Asian American experience, albeit very, very concentrated and condensed from what an Asian American person actually, you know, endures day in and day out, day out. But it was beautifully written. If you guys definitely want to learn more about individuals um, outside of having conversations with the one coworker or one person that you know in your friend group or an associate from college or what have you, it's definitely worth a read. I'm probably going to reread it. Um, but it, it was a, it was a, excuse me for the voice crack, but um, it's, it was a beautiful read, man. Such a beautiful read. Shout out to Jeff Chang and anybody who's already read that book, shout out to you. But it's definitely worth your time. Like I said, it's a very short book. I want to say it's less than 300 pages. So it's not that long, man. But it's it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And reading that book a few years ago, already having some type of hyper-awareness or trying to walk this talk, the talk your truth that you're hearing through these speakers, it's it really helps. It helps because Jeff Chang's words helped open my heart more, have a greater capacity of understanding for Asian American people, but also for other minorities that aren't black. So to my black people, we 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 struggling. We have problems. And we we definitely deserve our due. It's a good read. We need to gammon together, side by side, hand in hand. Asian American people, we got you, but you need to have us as well. Everybody else, other minorities, we in this together. No one left behind. Not one. All right. This is the actual ending of the of the of the episode. If you did listen to this, thank you for taking the time to listen to the edited in ending. So, um, yeah, I've been V. Y'all have been wonderful. This is Talk Your Truth. I love each and every one of you. Definitely check out that book, We Gonna Be All Right, Notes on Race and Resegregation by Jeff Chang. And I am out. Much love. Peace.